What's going on, folks? Happy Monday to you. Welcome to the Old Town Chode, baby. How are you? We're going to have a fucking great week. It's a groovy day. I'm back in New York City, and I got to say it feels good to be home, all right? It's a decent chance I'll move to L.A. within the next six months, you know, and it'll be bi-coastal, little bi-coastal bisexual action, you know what I mean? But I'll tell you, it's fucking good to be home, man. I love New York. Love the fact that I can just get on a fucking train and get anywhere in like 20 minutes. It's really incredible. And just walking around, seeing all the people. Woo, it's nice. It's very nice. It is wonderful. Uh, I already did a show on Saturday night, the Tracy's show over in Queens. She's been on the podcast. That was a good time. And I'll tell you what. It's good to fucking be back in a place where not everything is paper straws. Paper fucking straws. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not in tune with the news. I don't know what's going on. I turned off all the news on my phone and shit because it's it's too depressing, okay? I don't want to wake up and find out how many people got shot. All right? That's not how many how I want to start my fucking day. It's never good news. There's never good news. I can't stand it. You're never going to wake up and it's going to be like, breaking news today, we fixed everything. Everything is fine. Just enjoy the rest of your Friday. It's never like that. So I don't have the fucking news. And I heard rumblings about people saying something about paper straws. You know what I mean? I never really heard about it. But get out to California. That's all anybody's fucking using. Paper straws. The first time somebody slid me one across the counter... I just remember thinking, you son of a bitch. Oh, God. Here's the thing. I don't want a fucking paper straw, okay? What the hell? This is America. Why are we doing the paper straw? For the turtles? I haven't seen a turtle in fucking 10 years. I, I don't care about the tur- To me, a turtle is just a rock with a head, okay? It's a useless animal. We're, that's who we're... Who are you using paper straws for is the fucking turtles? I, I'll probably go the rest of my life without seeing a turtle. I don't know if it's the turtles or the dolphins. Either way, those things are as real to me as the fucking Easter Bunny. I'm, I don't see these animals. And now I got to fucking drink through a goddamn paper plate to fucking because of that thing? Because of a rock with a head? Come on. the fu- Paper is not a material... They're supposed to drink things through. It's like, hey, you know what I want with my iced coffee is the taste of a paper plate from a barbecue. No, I don't want to eat paper while I'm fucking drinking my drink. Yeah, but it's paper because it's biodegradable. It's biodegrading in my fucking drink right now, okay? I don't like it for a fucking turtle. Oh, my God, I love it. The fact that give me a plastic straw. Any goddamn day of the week. I went to Starbucks just now, you know, got, got my little my little large iced matcha latte. That's my little fucking guilty pleasure, my, my drink of choice. So sweet and so delicious, you know. I love it. And I hate that they make you use their fucking words at a Starbucks. It drives me nuts. Hey, man, can I get a large iced matcha latte? Oh, you mean a venti? I'm not going to say your stupid word, okay? Just give me the large. 
That's all I want. Do you want a paper straw? I'll fucking kill you in front of everybody. I don't give a shit. Do I look like I got something to lose? Huh? I don't. No, it's fucking, it's insane. I, you know, they make you use their lingo. They, 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 I hate also, they call out your order to people. Where's the, the fucking privacy in a Starbucks? Cinnamon shortbread latte? Lev? Cinnamon shortbread latte. And now I got to pretend like I didn't order that because I'm too embarrassed to say that's my drink. I'm like, mm, no. Ordered a, uh, <clears throat> ordered a black coffee. <clears throat> yeah. It's insane. They're, they're like it, and every fucking item on a Starbucks menu. Do you want the passion, the passionate, the very passionate tango? It's like I, it's hard for me to order it. It's just embarrassing. What kind of tea do you want, sir? Give me, look, just give me the blueberry bush, okay? I know. Yes, give me yes with the with the double tea bag. Give it to me. It's fucking crazy. Like I, I feel less embarrassed buying sex toys than I do. Ordering a fucking drink at a Starbucks, dude. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts, okay? That's why I'm heading down the old town road. Also, it's a fucking Monday. There's already about 200 of you guys on the Patreon. Every email I get now is, I'm so glad I joined the Patreon. Where are the rest of you guys? The fucking Patreon episodes are fire, baby. You're telling me you don't need an extra episode a week? It's fucking great. I love it. It's also, what I love about the Patreon is you can comment on there and you can talk about the episodes and shit. That's very fun. You can leave likes and all that stuff, you know? It's not, It's like we have a little community. It's so fun. And it's five bucks a goddamn month. I paid five seventy two for this fucking venti matcha latte. All right? It's five bucks. If you can't afford the five, pay a dollar and fix it later. But other than that, some good fucking episodes on there. Some great guests. I know... Uh, you know, I know this is another solo episode, but it's a Sunday. It's fucking Game of Thrones night. You know what I mean? I gotta, I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna work on this script, and I'm gonna fucking record by myself, and then I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. I am so fucking excited. I've never been more excited for a TV show episode than I am for tonight's Game of Thrones, dude. Oh my god, it's about to hit the fan. I know not all of you guys watch. You should if you don't. You know what I mean? But you know, HBO, fucking sixteen bucks a month. For HBO now. My Patreon is a fucking third of that. Alright? Start squirting, folks. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. So I hope you guys have all been having a fucking a nice time. I hope you, your week's been going good. You know? I, we should probably jump into some fan emails. Get to talking. Let's do this. Alright, first email of the day, folks. As always, you can email Young Daddy Show, Y-U-N-G Daddy Show at gmail.com. Send in those emails. Let's get it going. This one's called Flat or Fake. We already know tits are awesome. LOL. Well, here's the question. What's better? A super flat chest or a woman with breast implants? Huh. She goes, what would most men prefer if it was to choose between the two? Do men like breast implants? Obviously not as good as the real ones. I know. Do men really enjoy a flat chest? Super random. I know. Thank you. Love your show. Um, let me tell you this. If like With women I've dated, I never really cared how the tits were. If they had awesome tits, that's a great plus. Cool. If they didn't, whatever. It's not a deal breaker for me. Um that's me. I am an ass guy. I love a great butt, you know, love a little something to sit on your face. That's always exciting. But, you know, if, if a girl's got like small boobs, it's really not a big deal to me. I don't care. Um, would I prefer breast implants? I kind of have a aversion. Is that the word? 
to to fake tits. I've never seen them. I've never touched a fake tit before. Um, you know, it's they're fun to look at in pictures. You know, you definitely want to glaze them. Is that too much? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, I like well, I've dated girls before that said they wanted to get fake tits, and I was like, no, just fucking. Why are you gonna go? do a surgery just fucking be yourself that's my reaction immediately is like oh come on that's you know but it also i know women who have gotten fake tits and have told me it was the best thing they ever did and it made their lives way more fucking fun so who knows you know you should do if you would be happier with fake tits then get fake tits if you don't care then don't get fake tits for other people i think that's the way you should do it okay um Speaking of which, my brother should get a breast reduction, but that's neither here nor there, okay? Oh, and it, I, I know girls whose boobs were too big, and they had to get them fucking reduced, and then, like, it's crazy, and, like, I knew a girl who had to get a breast reduction, and she was so insecure about her tits. She had these, like, fucking great tits, but she was insecure because underneath she had these, like, little scars from the reduction to the point where, like, she didn't even want me to see her boobs with the lights off, and that was... That is like such a fucking deal breaker, man. Like confidence is attractive. If you've got tiny little fucking baby tits, you know, you got these little fucking perky titties, own them. Be happy about them. Be excited to show them off. Rock them like you've got some fucking triple Ds, you know. But no matter what, just be confident about it. That's fucking sexy. Put on some fucking some cute lingerie. But if you look, the most fucking amazing, like big double D fucking 30 double D tits are not going to are not going to be fun if the girls who has them are is insecure about them. You understand what I'm saying? So and it's like the same thing with dudes dicks. You know, even if you got a fucking small to medium dick, you can't walk in the room with small to medium dick energy. Okay, you got to fucking find things you like about your dick and, and focus on that. All right. Be like, yeah, baby, I know it's not the best in the world, but that's a fucking, you know, that's a nice color, ain't it? It's aesthetically pleasing. So is that is that personal? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I, like, I don't know. I, I feel like fake tits would kind of bother me a little bit because I just don't like fake anything. You know what I mean? I like I like the real deal, folks. But. You know, just do, if you want to have, if like you really, if every day you think, man, I'd love to have some big old, some big old melons strapped to my chest, then go for it. Pay the five grand. But if you, if you don't care and you're thinking about doing it just to impress other people, fuck that. Just own them fake tits. I have nudes on my phone from girls with fucking flat chests that look so hot because they knew how to use them. You understand? Like take a photo in the bath with just your nipples poking out. You know, you can only see the neck to the chest, nipples poking out of the soap. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that fun? You know, do a little hand bra in the nudes. Everybody loves a little hand bra where you can kind of see, oh my God, is that a little nipple there? Is that a nipple poking through? That's exciting. So that's my take on it. Um, You know, I don't know. I've never gotten to interact with fake tits out in the wild. So I really don't know in in terms of that. Um, Maybe, you know, fake tits are awesome. Who knows? Mixed signals, but great sex. Hey, Lev, so I met this guy on Hinge, and after the second time we hooked up, he commented on how he just wanted something casual. I'm fine with that, so we hooked up a few times since then. Recently, he's texted me, he's, sorry, he's texted me, 
by saying I like you and I miss you and telling me how he wants to go on weekend trips with me this summer and he wants and what he wants to do to me on those trips. I'm getting mixed signals from him and I can't tell if he now wants something more. Do I just need to ask him exactly what he wants to get clarification? Help. Thanks. Love the show. You always give me a laugh at work while trying to cure cancer. Hashtag fuck cancer. Huh. Mixed signals but great sex. I'm curious. Do you like the guy? You know, you said you're fine with just hooking up. Um, it might be the fact that you were just like totally cool with hooking up that he was like, huh, what the fuck? Maybe, maybe I, I should lock her down. Or maybe the sex is just so good and you guys are connecting physically on such a level that he's starting to like you. But if he, if he texts you, I like you and I miss you, you know, that mean, that's, that's probably true. That might not mean he wants to fucking date, but if you want to date him, you should fucking ride that out and see what happens. You know what I mean? I wouldn't start putting the if you in this situation I wouldn't start putting the pressure on him. What I would do is play it exactly how you've been playing it. Of like, yeah, I'm cool with it either way. If you don't want to date, you don't want to date cuz that is going to make him want to fucking date. You understand? Men are intimidated by a girl being okay with being single and wanting to have her options. It's intimidating to us and that makes us want to lock it down. I can't explain why, but it's this fucking subconscious thing in our heads we're like if we tell a girl hey you know I, I i i don't know i think it's we should probably just like be friends that hook up you know and she's like yeah cool totally in his head he's like whoa what the fuck just happened she's not fighting for this she's not obsessed with me what 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 the fuck you know so it throws us off that's a fucking good strategy it's a good game plan it sounds like you played it right it, it sounds like you're having good sex go on these fucking road trips if you want suck his dick in the car you know, that's fun. That's exciting. Oh, I was, I was in a car a, a little while with a with a lady friend a little while ago. And uh, she, we were driving. She was driving me to, like, shows and stuff. And listen, I'm a fucking horn dog at all times. I just, I can't turn it off. You know, I'm, I'm a, I want to see some action, baby. So, like, we'd, like, fucking park. And I would, like, pull her tits out of her top. Just start sucking on them in the, in, while we're fucking waiting at a light. Oh, it's so exciting. I love it. Fucking love it. Love a little car contact, you know? Little little car, a little internal collision, baby. Big fan. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do with this. It sounds like you're playing it right. You know what I mean? Keep that little fucking tease the idea of you being with him. Don't like be blatant about it. Don't be too available. Make it seem like you got a million other fucking options. There's tons of, of dicks outside lining up for you, women. All right? You have the options. Use that to your advantage. A guy being uncertain about being able to lock you down is a great position for you to have him in. That's what you got to understand. So that's what I would do. It sounds like you're doing everything right here, playboy. Just keep rocking it. Keep pulling your tits out in traffic. Um, there we go. This one's called, He Deleted His Dating App. Hey, Daddy. So I wrote it a few weeks ago about moving to New York City and meeting people, but not wanting to rely on dating apps. Okay. She goes, yeah, well, I downloaded Hinge, so that didn't last long. I mean, that's normal. It's fine. She goes, I set my location in New York City. I was up there at the beginning of April and met a few people organically, but didn't want to meet up with anyone from the app. It's been a few weeks, and I'm... Uh, it's been a few weeks and I'm not moving up until May, but I've kept in touch with a few matches. One of them keeps in touch with me pretty frequently, sends nudes, sexed, but we, we also talk about normal things and have a good back and forth. 
We've got a uh, we've got a date set up to see a show when I get in town. However, last night he texted me an image of his deleted Hinge account. Does that mean anything? I asked him why. He responded with so many thoughts on it. Waste of time. Detracts from human experience. Creates false reality. I don't know. I can go on and on. Yeah, but he's also telling you that he kind of likes you. I'm just letting you know that now. He's saying, eh, you know what? I'd probably be open to, to hanging out with you. That's the thing he's thinking, but he's not going to say it. And so instead he tells you these other two million things. I mean, that's what that would, that, that, that's, that, if that were me, that's, that's what that translation would be. She goes, which fair... All those things are valid, but why would he send it to me unless he was trying to convey something else, though? Yes, exactly. That's what he's doing. In all honesty, you could just delete it and not say anything. Maybe he was looking for a specific response or reaction, especially because we haven't actually met in person and FaceTime for the first time three nights ago. Am I reading too far into it? Um, it sounds like he's already getting a little invested, if I had to guess, or he's just like, there's two things here. He, either he's invested, you guys had a great FaceTime, and he's thinking, you know what, maybe I'll date this girl. Or he's genuinely just fucking tired of wasting his energy on the dating apps and stuff. It's probably a little bit of a mix of both. Um, I think that's a bit much for not having met somebody yet, but crazier things have happened. I've, I, like There have been times when I've hooked up with somebody one time, and in the back of my head I just think, you know what, I, this is probably a good fit. I'll probably date this person. I want to see them again. I'm excited to come see them again. That does happen for us. That that you know, if we really get a, a good impression of somebody as men, we can think, yeah, you know what? I could see myself dating this person, and that kind of lets you chill out and not touch the dating apps for a while. And you know, there's a little bit of good in us. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So it could be either or. Uh, I don't think you're reading too far into it. I think that this this is pretty valid, and I think if a guy sends you the fact that he deleted his shit, he could also be doing that so you don't think that he deleted you, you know, just as like a, a thing. But I think most likely he's probably hinting that he wants to see you. So he must have some pretty hot fucking hinge picks up there. You know, it must be a good FaceTime. Are you guys doing the FaceTime? Is that like a th Instagram message me? Are folks like doing the fucking FaceTime? Because I don't, I don't know. I'm not big on it. Maybe at night before you're going to sleep or something, but like the FaceTime sex stuff, I don't know. I don't. I just don't trust myself to look that good with no edits and no cuts. The camera's always rolling. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, I, if I'm sending a dick pic, let me get the angle right. All right, I don't want this to be a fucking live stream. You understand what I'm saying? Love. Uh, we had a little dick pic contest at uh, at Coachella. This 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 girl judged between me and a few of our friends who had the best dick pic. And I got to say, your boy might not be the biggest in the size department, but I was the biggest in the taste department. And I fucking won. Very fucking artsy. You understand? A lot of good use of filters. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm throwing that out there. Let's jump into the next email. Basically got bankrolled. That's the subject. Okay, I can guess where this is going. I answered a fucking similar question on the Patreon episode the other day about a girl who was like nervous about uh, letting her, her dude into her bank account and sharing their money, even though she made a lot more money than him. I have a feeling this email is going to be a fucking is going to defend my answer to that question. 
Um, she goes, hi, just wanted to start off by saying your podcast is great and I appreciate your genuine humor slash advice. Thank you. She goes, it's nice to see someone, see someone be so funny, but also no one to give serious advice because not to throw shade, some podcasters will literally give useless ass advice for the sake of making a joke and that's whack in my opinion, but whatever. I wonder who, who she's throwing shade at there. I really don't even know. I'm a 22-year-old female from New York City working in private equity. I was dating a 22-year-old guy who was pretty impulsive. He randomly quit his job and basically relied on me to help him out financially. I only dated him for like three months and he managed to get me to spend like four to $500 on him to help him out. He was a sweet person, very affectionate, and seemed to appreciate me in the bare minimum way possible. Like he thought... FaceTiming me on a consistent basis was an extraordinary boyfriend quality, but he would consistently borrow money from me and be okay with it, even though he knew I had to pay off tuition and my own family expenses. At one point, I legit asked him to stop, and he would still ask. I would pay for so many meals, but I looked past it because I kind of signed up for it to deal with the highs and lows. I don't know. No, you fucking didn't. What are you talking about? You're lending a fucking dude you're seeing money all the time? For what? You're only dating for three months? This, this should not be happening. But I looked past it because I kind of... What else did you say? I don't know. He basically judged me for what I chose to do for a living because he sees it as, as a 9 to 5 job. But it's really more than that. But whatever. I don't care. How did you let this fucking guy... Fucking... He, he's making no money. And he's giving you shit for working in private equity and then asking you for money. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. That like I can't even think of an analogy for that. That's that's is almost as crazy as if a guy didn't have a job and you had a good job and he was shitting on your job and then he was asking you for money. That's the only fucking analogy. That's insane. How did you sign up for this shit? You didn't sign up for this. Have some fucking balls, lady. You you you're not to be walked on. You're not to be taken advantage of by fucking bums who don't who don't fucking make any money and ask you for money that's not how this works she goes i started to question our entire relationship when he saw his ex-girlfriend behind my back for breakfast and didn't even tell me there it is there it fucking is any dude who's going to be consistently borrowing fucking hundreds and hundreds of dollars from you every month even when you ask him to stop is going to do shit like this he's probably meeting with his ex behind your back to fucking borrow money off her i bet he paid for that brunch with your fucking money. Even before this, he'd be doing some weird things and making very rude comments about our relationship. This is infuriating to me as an email. Because how are you letting somebody disrespect you like this? Don't ever let this fucking happen again. Okay? That you... What are we always saying here? You're the fucking star in the movie. You're the fucking prize, bitch. You don't take this kind of shit from folks. Okay? Okay? As soon as somebody pulls this shit, you fucking kick him out. You kick him to the goddamn curb. You didn't sign up for this. You have options, all right? You don't have to fucking date the first guy who's around. Um. Okay. So they had the fucking the, the breakfast. Made very rude comments about our relationship and played it off as a joke. My breaking point was when he used my own money knowingly behind my back for his own personal use and didn't mention any of it. Until I asked and confronted him and had to pry details out of him about my own money. It was so sketchy that I just completely blew up and couldn't handle it anymore. 
I'm usually extremely calm and rational, but at this point, what he did was so stupid and messy and disrespectful, I couldn't stay calm. Yes, it was full-on screaming at him in the middle of the streets on the Upper West Side, with him trying to victimize himself and cry and break down in public. Holy fucking shit, do I hate this guy so much. That's not a fucking man. This is a manipulative little fucking boy. I hate it. She goes, but I couldn't bear to give a fuck at that point not only did i feel humiliated humiliated and used it just hurt well finally you decided to draw a line somewhere jesus what else did he have to do like fuck all your sisters until you're like you know what we should probably talk that he thought he was that it was ever okay to do this to someone he loved and wished to have a future with in quotes hello i know he's overall egotistical manipulative narcissist and toxic as fuck i'm convinced he has issues with an alter ego there was nothing I could have done differently for that entire relationship to work out. Yeah, you should have, a month in, you should have been out. So my question is, from a guy's perspective, what are some ways that girls can approach the money talk with her boyfriend? Like she's doing well financially and he's pretty much not pitching in financially or barely pitching in. Because I'm still in my 20s, guys my age may take a, a while before making decent money for the future, you know? And how does she do it in a way that's more mature and not... She's crazy. It's not really a big deal because I've been getting advice from other girls, but I wanted a male perspective on how to approach this. Again, it's clear as hell that guys and girls think very differently. I ask because I never want to be the woman who's like, oh, he doesn't make X amount a year. I don't want him. I never want to become that person. But after my experience with him, I'm worried I'll become like that. No, that's not something you need to fucking worry about. All right, listen, you're you're whatever you're in some private business where you fucking sell turtle shells to people who make straws whatever one of these fucked up corporations i get it you're making your money i respect it okay good for you you're doing great but here's the thing if you make money you have to protect yourself all right people that don't make money don't have to fucking protect themselves from other people taking their money what you I, i've dated women and i know women who made more money than me especially when i was like younger and you know fucking young artists coming up I've, you know, I've dated women who made significantly more than me. It was never really an issue in the relationship because as a man, I'm still going to pay for the fucking meals. You know, once you've been dating for a while, maybe we'll start splitting. I don't know. But, you know, I never fucking made that person feel like, oh, they're going to su like supply me and pay for me. I don't think any man should live off of his woman. I think that's pretty disgusting, honestly. And I know we're in, a, in an age now where fucking women are making money, and it's cool. Like, make your money. We're all for it. Make your fucking money. But at the same time, the man shouldn't feel like he can't fucking provide, and he has to borrow money from his girl, and she's got to pick up all the fucking checks. That fucks up the dynamic in the relationship. You know what I mean? He's not going to feel like he can fucking be a man around you, and you don't want that. It's going to hurt everything, down to the fucking sex, everything. You know? You can't be having that. So what you do is you, you, you fucking, you don't have to date guys who make X amount of money. You just need, need to date men who are men, you know, that are, are that understand that, and, and don't lend people money. That's another thing. I've never been in a relationship with somebody and had them lend me money. That's never fucking happened. I've, and I've never had a girlfriend ask me to lend her money. It's just never come up. So do, I don't know why you feel like you're in a position where you got to fucking, you know, it's not one or the other. Either like you're a cold-hearted bitch or you lending people money. Usually everything's in an in-between where, you know, if if you do make significantly more than the person you're dating, yeah, offer to pitch in, offer to fucking pay dinners and shit every once in a while, but, you know, offer to grab the next round of drinks. 
that 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 goes a long way. But at the same time, you don't have to feel like um I'm only dating guys who make X amount. It doesn't matter. A guy can make twenty grand and still act like a man. You know, that's it, it, not it's not the dollar amount that matters. It's just like how he moves about life. Also, if a dude's like not making a ton of money, maybe he should invite you over for dinner at his house, cook a nice meal. You know, it's fucking way cheaper. I've heard of people doing that. That sounds fun. That sounds like a nice time. There's a lot you can do without spending a ton of money. Especially like New York is super expensive, man. When I was like 19, 20 here, you know, you you don't want to go out and fucking spend 300 bucks on drinks every night. I understand it. I get it. I mean, I still don't want to drop crazy amounts of money at fucking bars and stuff. It's just not worth it. But, you know. In terms of this, I think just realistically, you just got you just got to learn how to protect yourself, and you got to know when to fucking call it, know when you're being taken advantage of. Maybe don't tell dudes you're dating how much you're making. I never really knew how much money the girls I was dating were making; it just never came up. So maybe you're putting out too much information there. How would he even know that he can borrow, you know, five six hundred bucks from you? How does he even know you have that? You know what I mean? Your your finances should be a fucking mystery, especially three months in. They sh- you shouldn't know. So, you know what I'm saying? Just don't just protect yourself. Don't make yourself so vulnerable financially to your partner. And it sounds like dudes can take advantage of you of your fucking your kindness. And you're thinking, yeah, I signed up for this. No, you got to know when when to fucking toe the line. You got to know when you're taking advantage of. This is not. If you're a fucking listener of this podcast, you do not take shit from people. Okay, you don't fucking you you don't get in these kinds of situations, and you know you're you're 22, so it's not a big fucking deal. But learn from this. There's a lot to learn from this. Recognize where this started happening, how to prevent that from happening again, because you're not living your life to fucking get taken advantage of by other folks. That's not what we're doing, all right? So don't 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 be out here bankrolling bums. Next email, advice, s'il vous plaît. Big fan of the show. The only podcast I listen to from start to finish. My friend introduced me to his best friend. Instantly, we connected and started hanging out. We both spoke early on about taking things slow as we got to know each other. My last relationship moved way too fast and he had, and had taken a break from dating to focus on his mental slash physical health. Okay, We saw each other for over two months, having epic long dates where we'd get lost in conversation and just connect on a deeper emotional and intellectual level. We both just got each other, which is rare to find. Physically, we only kiss, not due to a lack of attraction slash chemistry, just the agreed slower pace, which I surprisingly enjoyed. Things were progressing and going blissfully until two weeks ago where he freaked out. We met We met up and he explained he wasn't sure he could do this and that he was scared. Things were progressing between us, not sure he can prioritize a relationship right now and wanting to focus on improving his health. He reiterated it wasn't because of his feelings towards me or anything I had done. I had just listened while he said all this, tried to respond, but was a bit thrown off by it all. Yeah, I can understand why. She goes, so I just replied with, I'm not going to try to change your mind and that we can't keep hanging out or be friends as we both have feelings. So we'll just see each other around then. Okay, good for you. Smart move. She goes, I was and am super crushed by this ending. We haven't spoken since and I've been conflicted about what to do. On the one hand, I accept and understand his choice, and I'm not going to try to convince someone to keep dating me if they have to sort if they have shit to sort out. Absolutely, you should never fucking convince people to stay with you or or, or date you. 
Okay, you're not you're not in that department. That's what dating is: is you're letting people know, hey, this is me. You either want me or you don't. You know, and hopefully, you're the person that you are is somebody who like wants to grow and fucking be better and is exciting to be around and is fun to be around. You know what I mean? So if you're that and and you walk into the world that way, you don't need to convince people to keep dating you. She goes, but on the other hand, I really liked his presence in my life and how things were going organically between us. It was just that type of rare and awesome connection, which felt like it had potential. I also felt his freak out came from a place of fear, which I didn't really realize or respond to in the moment. If it is fear, then maybe it could be worked on or at least discussed. I'm not sure what to do or if I should do anything. Forget about it or reach out. I welcome your advice and thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I think he probably did just freak out out of fear, and but I don't think that's normal, and I don't think to that extent of like, everything here is just weird. A dude who wants to take it slowly like that, like that's just fucking weird in itself. I don't know any guys who are like, yeah, you know what, I just want to take this one slowly. We're not like that, okay? I, I also think that he he probably freaked out, he, you know, focusing on his health is a, is a good excuse you know, he's, maybe it's real, maybe it's true. That's fine. But at the same time, this is just one of those situations that I think is shitty and you got to let it go. That's exactly what I think. I feel like uh, it, and it's going to be tough and you're going to be heartbroken and you're going to think, what if I never meet somebody like that again? That makes me feel like that. But you will. You'll meet somebody different. You'll meet somebody who makes you feel differently from that. You know, and I know you're like, oh, but I don't want different. I just want him. Listen. You have to appreciate these moments that happen. You got to think of this like it's some kind of fucking like short French film or something. You know, you met this guy. You had, you know, a nice time together. He's secretly gay because he doesn't want to get physical, whatever. But it doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) What matters is you guys got to have a connection. You got to share it for a while and you got to enjoy it. And there's an ending to everything. So maybe this is the ending. Who knows? Maybe two years from now, you'll fucking grab coffee again and... He'll want more than that. But until then, you got to just push this as far out of your mind as you can. And it's going to be tough. And it's going to take you getting back out there. It's going to take you meeting somebody that you actually like again. You got to go have your fucking rebound fuck. And then you also got to meet somebody that actually gets you excited about other people again. That's the process. You know, the good news is you guys weren't dating for that long. And I, I get it. It's shitty. I've, I've dated people for two weeks before and then been upset, you know, a little bit for three months after it didn't work out. That's just how it is. The The brain stays hopeful for these kinds of things. And you think, but what if it could have been? What if I'm wrong? That's how the brain works. And But, you know, sure enough, if you, if, you st- if you focus on your shit and you keep putting yourself out there, something else that you're going to be excited about will come along. And I'm telling you this from experience, okay? Because, look, I know I come off sometimes like a fucking dick, but at heart, I'm a fucking big, fat softy who's a hopeless romantic who fucking loves rom-coms, all right? It's your boy. I ain't fucking afraid to admit it. We right here. We talking chest to chest, okay? So, you know, that that that's what life's all about, though. Life is about staying hopeful for the next moment of love or moment of connection, and you got to just keep your head in the game, and that's it. And you, there's a great scene out of a TV show, Louie, you know, and I know you're not allowed to fucking say the guy's name anymore, but there's a really amazing scene where he's heartbroken about this girl and he's talking to this older guy and the older guy explains to him, you're so lucky to feel heartbroken right now. He's like, you're like a walking poem right now. You know what I mean? And it's an amazing scene because he tells him, he's like, you know what I would do 
to feel heartbreak right now at my age to to have that. So feel lucky. Appreciate it that you got to live that. And don't fucking look back on it and be upset that it's over. You know, enjoy it for what it was. And you got to have those memories. And who knows, maybe you'll run into this person again. But you can't live every day being hopeful of that. And I think that's about as good of, you know, breakup advice as you're ever going to get in your life. And it will get easier. And, you know, it's been fucking two weeks. You'll be fine. All right. Get back out there. You're, you're, you're young. You're fucking hot. Get back on the horse. Ride a cowboy, you know. Um, next email. Tori's foot scrub tingle. Hey, Lev, was listening to your lubed up episode and you, Tori, and Erica were talking about what you guys were into and Tori mentioned getting a tingle in her vagina when getting a pedicure. I've had the same tingle every time I'm getting a pedicure too. Interesting. Maybe I should go get a pedicure because I've just embraced this tingle and I've told guys that pedicures make me horny. The most recent guy I was fucking knew this. I told him during foreplay that I wanted him to rub my feet while we fucked. Sure enough, I'm laying on my back, feet up in the air, and he's just rubbing them. It was so weird but so fucking hot that I still think about it all the time and get horny. Just thought I'd share and let Tori know she's not alone. This is pretty awesome. There's no question here, but this is pretty goddamn cool that you have this fucking thing that you like doing and you tried it and you found somebody that'll do it with you. That's pretty awesome. You know, that's uh, that's like a cool little uh, acceptance story there. That's fun. I think I'd be willing to do that, you know? Lay on my back and get my feet rubbed. No, I'm just kidding. I, I feel like I'd be willing to be on the other end of that. So thanks for writing that in. That's very cool. Um, next one. Why so hard? Not the good kind of hard. Okay. I'm excited. Daddy, help me. Obviously, love the show. All the dating and sex talk gets me through my super corporate southern work environment. Ugh, I feel you. She goes, here's my issue. I live in a smaller town, 75 miles from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, too far to date in that pool. There's two choices in the male dating pool here where I live. Number one, military guys. You know the ones that that are here to have a good time, not a long time on their dating app bio. Yeah, I know the ones. She goes, the vanilla southern white guy, Chad, who does everything outdoors in those dumb pastel fishing shirts, wears khaki pants and shorts, has either sunglasses or a hat in every pick, and is usually holding a fish or worse, a cat. All right, first of all, it's not fucking bad to hold a cat, okay? There's some really great cats out there, and you just haven't met the right one. Um, khaki pants, yeah, I feel you. I don't think any man should wear shorts ever, unless he's on the fucking beach. I don't want to see your legs. I don't want to fucking see your lower leg, Brian. Put some nice jeans on. What the hell is wrong with you? Every guy should have a few pairs of great-looking jeans, okay? One, one with a, a nice loose fit if you're going baggy. One with a tight if you're going boots and a big old baggy T-shirt. Maybe that's just my style, but that's what I'm saying. What kind of a man is wearing shorts, all right? You're supposed to command respect, not fucking have your calves out like a psycho. Unless you're at the gym or, or the beach, you know? Unless there's some kind of physical activity. Put some goddamn jeans on. Um, also, like, no shoes look good with shorts. These people are, are insane. Also, like, men shouldn't be on bicycles either. You know, and I'm just throwing that out there. What kind of a man <laughs> is on a fucking city bike? What do you, you, you know? Get, get, a, get a fucking job. You're on a bicycle? Jesus, you know? It's just, ugh. Maybe, maybe I'm alone in that opinion, but... <laughs> Um, anyways, I'm 33, have an amazing job, all my own shit, and super into fitness and nutrition. 
Very cool. She goes, I was married for a while and have an eight-year-old son with my ex, but have been divorced for a year and a half. It took almost a year to be on my own after the divorce, and I'm ready to date. But I feel like it's impossible to find what I'm looking for. First of all, can I just say, I think some people think like, oh, like I'm 33, I, you know, I'm divorced, I have an eight-year-old, would look at that as like, you know, that would lower me in the market, in the dating market. But I, I actually think that that separates you and that that's pretty fucking cool. You know, you got an eight-year-old kid. That's pretty fucking awesome. You've already gone through a divorce. You, you've you've experienced shit. You lived through life. You're you're a realer person. You know, you got shit to say that other people don't. That that's exciting. But she says it's impossible to find what I'm looking for. Let's see what she means. She goes, I'm a busy person. I work Monday through Friday, eight to five, and then I head to the gym after work. Damn, you really is a hardworking lady. She goes, I'm looking for someone that understands my schedule, is into the gym as much as I am. We don't have to train together, but just serious about gym time. Doesn't want to go to happy hour every day. No vanilla sex. I'm pretty dominant, but I like a man to be able to dominate me in the bedroom too. This is awesome. She goes, this is pretty important to me, along with having the right chemistry and energy between us. I'm not trying to be in anything super serious. The past two guys I've dated wanted to be around me 24-7. Even if they weren't with me, they were constantly texting me. That's a huge turnoff for me. Like, let me miss you and want to actually talk slash see you because I haven't all day. Fucking nailed it, girl. She goes, like, how do I bring up my sexual preferences before having sex without sounding like that's all I'm about? Um, I'm just not out here trying to have a bunch of disappointing one-hitters just to find a unicorn. How do I explain that I want someone not clingy without sounding like a total bitch? Sorry for the long email. This wasn't too bad. She goes, thanks in advance. And if you come to Atlanta, I'll definitely make it to the city for a show. She also gave me her Instagram, so definitely creep on that later. Um, Here's what I think. There's two ways that women go about this that I've seen on dating apps. One way is like, you know, you just kind of be yourself and you don't put any info in the bio and you, you see what you catch. The other way is there's women that will flat out write what you wrote in their fucking bio. It'll be like divorced, just looking for some strong cock. In the meantime, don't blow up my phone. You know what I mean? You got your own life. You got your own shit to deal with. You got a kid, you know, you, you, you like what you like, you work, you have a good job, you go to the fucking gym. I get it. You know what you should do is you should start browsing around in the gym. Two reasons. One, because you already knocked out that big interest that you care about. Find some good-looking dudes in the gym. Two, dudes who are in the gym all the time are usually pretty fucking dumb. And guys who are dumb are going to be, you know, they're not going to be all that fucking invested in you and, like, constantly want to be blowing up your phone because they're going to be taking pouty lip selfies, okay? They're going to be busy on their own phones. They're going to be spiking up their hair, making sure the fucking pompadour is sitting just right, making sure that eighth vein in his forearm is looking good because he's got a fucking hashtag flex it on the gram, you know? So that's exactly what I would do if I were you. I would, I would start browsing around in the gym. I don't think you have to... And also, what you could say... You know, don't go on five dates and then kind of let the person find this stuff out. Be open about this stuff. Uh, like, I, I let this stuff be said. Like, you know, everybody has their pitch that they care about when it comes to a partner. Everybody has, like, their thing. Say it on the first date. Say this on the first date. Yeah, like, I talk about, you know, what, what I'm into sexually on the first date all the time. I ask, what are you into? The, why do we have to wait five dates to talk about that? Let's see how compatible we are right now. There's nothing wrong with talking about this early. And that's exactly what you should do. So everything you told me here would be totally normal talking about on a first date. And if that dude is like, hey, you know what? That's not for me. 
then you just you just saved yourself a ton of time. You saved yourself fucking money, time, more dates, etc. So that's you know that's a, that's a win. That's a success. So do that. That's exactly what you should do. But also try the whole try the whole gym thing. You know that's what I'd recommend. Thanks for writing in. Next email: Are women also snakes? <laughs> also, like all men are snakes, but yeah, women can also maybe really. She goes, hey, daddy, this weekend I got an Insta DM from a guy I ended things with in February. We were just hooking up for over a year, but I finally said I was done and ended things. Knowing he could never give me what I wanted, a relationship, commitment, emotional maturity. We went on on maybe three to four dates in the past year, and we had always hard to reach. He was always hard to reach, blaming it on his family obligations. I do believe he has a shitty family situation, but it's not an excuse to string along someone for so long. He DM'd me on Instagram yesterday wanting to talk because he didn't know what he did wrong, even though I explicitly told him my feelings would get hurt if we left the relationship in a gray area. But I was like, thanks, I hate it. I blocked him after telling him to leave me alone. I know why he reached out, because he either had the self-serving purpose of clearing his own conscience or just wanting to fuck again. Because let's be honest, the head I gave was amazing. Okay, she said that as if I was there watching. Come on, let's be honest. You were there for the taping. You saw it, okay? Don't even tell me it wasn't perfect. All right, but I have to ask, do women pull this shit with men? Do they see you doing well and then pull up in your DMs three months later? What do you think is the best way to deal with people turning up in the past that hurt you? Obviously, I love the show. I'm on Patreon, so feel free to save that. Woo! Okay. Welcome to the Patreon family, baby. Thank you for joining. Um, listen, yeah, of course women do this. Everybody does this. It's not It's not that just men are attracted to seeing people doing better or women are, or women are. It's everybody's like that. We're all, everyone's attracted to success and ambition. You know what I mean? Like once a week, I get a follow from some girl I went to high school with that I never talked to. And now she looked me up and is like, oh, shit, he's doing okay. You know what I mean? I just got a message the other day from this girl. that was like, hey, two years ago, we made out on this dance floor. Um, I just moved to New York. And I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't, first of all, I don't remember you. Second of all, how do you remember who the fuck I am? But it's because people keep an eye out for that kind of shit. They want to see who's doing well. That's what we're attracted to. That's what, especially women want in a partner is a guy who has drive, has ambition, isn't going to sit around and do nothing you know, is willing to lead. That's that's like all big pluses in the dating department. So what I'm curious about, though, so, yeah, to answer your question, I just people are just like that in general. People like nothing more than than uh, being around that kind of energy. And also, you know, if you're if you're doing something that just attracts folks, if you're doing something you fucking care about, you know what I mean? People will come and see you. People will. You know, what I mean, people like to be around hard work. And especially if somebody has like a talent or a skill. So, but I'm more curious as to why, uh, you know, what you want to do with this situation. I know why you reached out, um, what, but what do you want? You don't want to be around him? I mean, it sounds like this guy's like wasted a lot of your time, you know, and you, and you guys, uh, and he wasn't giving you enough energy that you wanted. That's exactly what it sounds like. So what's the best way of dealing with people that hurt you in the past? You forgive them and you let go. That's what you do. You know, you don't forgive them. This is going to sound selfish, but you don't forgive them for them. You forgive them for yourself. So you're not holding on to any of that negative energy or that bitterness or that hatred to people. I'll tell you this. They're like, you know, coming up in comedy and stuff, I, I made some enemies with people or like, you know, people that didn't like me. I was always a young, cocky fucking kid. There's definitely people that didn't like me. And, you know, I don't hate them. 
even people who like rooted against me in the in the very beginning. I don't hate them. I don't have any feeling towards them at all. I have complete indifference. I don't let myself hold on to any negative energy. And as a matter of fact, the people who I didn't like coming up, you know what I mean? I, I There's no part of me that goes, I want that person to fail because you shouldn't have that in you. That hurts you. Instead, you should be like, yeah, I hope everything they want, you know, they get it. I hope they work hard and, and achieve everything they want to get because it's not taking anything away from me. You know what I mean? Everybody should be able to put food on their table. Even like business partners I've worked with that, you know, cut things off with. You you don't want, I'm not rooting for them to go down. You know what I'm saying? You you want them to fucking keep succeeding just because I don't like somebody. That means the world shouldn't. So you don't want to hold on to that energy for your own sake. You don't want any of that in your body. Don't let it be there because it only breeds worse stuff, you know? So if I were you, just forgive, let it go. And just move past it and don't let this person be in your life. If you identify somebody as a snake, that's not going to change. Okay, save yourself your own time. That's my advice to you here. Last email of the show. How to beat a player at his own game. I love it. She goes, hey, loud, two questions and answer on a Monday because your girl is waiting till payday to set up a Patreon. Okay, the Patreon, you, if, if you can't afford it, it's a fucking dollar. All right, if you can't afford the dollar, tell me, I'll Venmo you. She goes, how do you beat a player at his own game? Maybe I've already lost, but I'm emailing you about him. To cut a long story short, we've hooked up a couple times. We get along. And I hope you, I wonder if you guys can hear that. The fucking radiator outside keeps going off. Um, to cut the long story short, we've hooked up a couple of times. We get along well, but he's a major dick. However, that's why I want to get one up on him. <laughs> he drunk called me on Saturday. So I know he kind of is thinking about me, but I just want to... I just was at a different party, so I told him I couldn't talk and didn't text him after either. He's such a fuckboy. I have absolutely no feelings for him, but I wouldn't mind a cheeky hookup. I want him to chase, though. How can I have one up on him? Well, not answering his his text, that's definitely a way, you know? Two, I'm from New Zealand, and there's only... Let's see. What the fuck? Um, Okay, hang on. Okay, so this is two very different questions. So let's answer the first one first. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, if you do want to just get this cheeky fuck with a guy that is, you know, a dude. This is just another ghost to show that being a dick works. You know what I mean? You're just, people are just attracted to alpha energy. You can't, ex- that's just science. Um, but yeah, you should do that. You should send, you know, you should do send him a lingerie pick and then don't say anything else and wait a day to hit him back again. Really mess with his head if you want to have some fun with it. You know what I mean? Do that. Um, or, you know, just message him. I mean, he's probably going to keep hitting you up on Friday nights at midnight and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And if you want, entertain it. But there is going to be a certain point where he's going to lose interest. If he feels like four times in a row, maybe three, he's reached out and gotten nothing back, then he's probably going to drop it. You know what I mean? But he's the, the guys, we text you when we're horny. On a Friday at midnight, that's when, you know, if it's just one of these, these like casual encounters, that's when we do it. So, you know, expect that. Or you, you could, why, I don't understand why you even have to play the games though. Like if you want to bang this guy out, just do it. Fucking invite him over. You know what I mean? Or, or, or ask him when he's going to invite you over. Um, that, that's what I would do. Number two, uh, I also, I love how fucking petty and spiteful you are. You're like, God, he's just a major dick, but you know what? I want to be the one that fucks him. I, I, I love it. 
you know, that's it. That's the fucking episode, folks. Um, I love you. I appreciate you. As always, you can go to patreon.com slash levfur. Get going. Lock those bonus episodes. There's some really fucking killer ones on there with some great special guests. A new one every single Thursday. It's the price of a venti latte per month. Cheaper even. And if you can't fucking afford it, go for the dollar. You know, I'll forgive you. It's fine. I just want you guys to hear it. And uh, other than that, if you enjoyed the episode, share it online. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Post on your Insta story. Tag me. Do something. You know, that's pretty much it, man. I hope you guys have a fucking great week. I'm very excited for Game of Thrones. And uh, that's it. You know, there's going to be a new Love Fern Friends in uh, in New York City in May. We're just booking down the details. I'm thinking to do that every month in New York. And then once I move to L.A. to do it and move it over to L.A. Um, and those California shows were so fun, man. Big shout out to everybody that came out, met some really fucking awesome people and fans, really, really just great people, except fun people, people I'd want to be around. That's not everybody gets to say that about their fans It's like, yeah, you know, I actually would like to hang out with these people. They're all very fun. So, and good folks, good geese, you know, but, um, other than that, you know, see you, see kids on the Patreon. If you join, shout it out. And uh, take a second, go leave a five-star rating on iTunes. We're like so close to 800. If fucking 20 of you go to iTunes right now and hit the five-star button, we'll be there, baby. So have a great week. You know, I'm going back into the gym this week, so you do some fucking exercise as well. Get something done. Do a little yoga. Tell somebody you love them. Be a little more honest this week, you know, and don't let people waste your time or your money. I love you. Cheers. Have a great week. dark darlings hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos we're a small crew here at something scary so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule so that's why i want to tell you about our sponsor monday.com monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere i really enjoy the visual ease of using monday.com it helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.